doesn't get any more authentic than this. Welcome to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast, and this is part two of my chat with Mark Scott. That the chal- It does become more challenging the larger your database gets because it's, it's harder to keep up with people. But again, that's where... I- yeah. Well, but that's where I say you got to prioritize then at that point, right? When the larger that your database gets, the reality is I do not churn through my entire database nearly as often as I used to back in the day. But that's because I've got such a big database now, I can spend more time focusing on just clients and just prospects and not having to worry as much about people who are leads. And so always make sure no matter what, that you're prioritizing communication with your clients first. Don't let them forget you because if you let your clients forget you, you are leaving money on the table. No question. And the prospects that haven't hired you yet, but have expressed an interest, you don't want to lose contact with them either because they're the next closest thing to a a paid booking. And so if you prioritize your database that way, it becomes a lot easier to and, and a, a little less overwhelming. You know, don't look at your database and if there's 5,000 people in there, feel like you've got to constantly maintain communication with 5,000 people. I've got, I've got several thousand people in my database, but I'm consistently maintaining communication with a few hundred because those are the clients and the prospects. The other leads that are in there, you know, those are the ones that I revisit when there's time or when it seems appropriate or whatever, you know, they're, they're there. It's not that I'm never contacting new people. I'm just at a point now where the, the bulk of my effort is is on those prospects and clients. But now how do you manage it though? So say, you know, you go through a period where you're 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 working all the time. I mean, you've got project after project. Do you I mean, you still have to tr- try to keep that yep. ball rolling. Yep. I mean, what do you do? Like you do you isolate a time of day that you dedicate to the reach outs to the I mean, that's my problem. I don't know that there is a voice actor if they're being honest with themselves. Unless you're, I don't know, JMC maybe. I don't know if there's a voice actor on the planet who is legitimately so busy, so consistently that they can't find half an hour in a day to send a couple of emails. Like, even when I'm feeling slammed and doing back-to-back sessions for different things, I can still find half an hour to contact even two or three people. And so I think part of it is perception, right? When we're busy the very first thing that we dump is marketing because of how we feel about marketing, right? And so it feels yeah. really good to be able to say, I'm so busy, I don't have time for marketing. But the reality is if, you, if you're so busy that you don't have time for marketing, then the next cycle in your business is going to be, I don't have any clients, what am I supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that no matter what, I think there's always an opportunity for you to, to spend half an hour contacting a couple of people because even contacting 10 people a week is better than contacting zero people a week. Right. But then the other thing that I've done too, is I've also gotten to a point where because my business is growing and I have a a pretty stable income, I can afford to do things like run LinkedIn ads. And so I might have, I might run a LinkedIn ad campaign for, for 30 days. That's running literally 24 seven for 30 days. And that is becoming a lead generator for me. So where I may Hmm. not be able to actively reach out to as many people via email At least I can stay in front of people through targeted LinkedIn advertising to a very specific and and niche audience. So there's always something going on that is keeping me in front of potential new clients. Right. So so 30 minutes a day is a pretty good, uh, you know, base to 
I don't know. It's a it's a chunk that's chewable. We'll put it that way. Right. You know, it doesn't feel like it's uh, the whole elephant. We're just eating a little piece. Sorry. To I, keep it going. I lost you there for a second. It cut out. Oh, I was saying that 30 minutes a day seems like a doable amount where it's not overwhelming, you know, and we just take it in bite-sized chunks yeah. so it doesn't feel like it's crazy yep. and a crazy part of your day. 30 minutes is nothing. I mean, and and I don't know, even when I'm in the midst of a giant e-learning project, it feels like it's going to go on forever and never going to end. Somewhere in the middle of all, like I'm not ever actually recording for eight hours a day. I don't think my voice yeah. would survive if I was oh, actually. Mine either. <laughs> so... <laughs> to take that 30 minutes and, and and send a few emails. And this is where having a CRM helps because if you've got a CRM and it's well set up and your CRM is going to be organized, then, you know, you can focus on on maybe some clients that if there, I always tell people, if there are clients in your database that you have not had communication with in the last 30 to 60 days, that is priority one. That's where you start. Any client that you haven't communicated with in more than a month or two hit them first. Once you've worked your way through that, doing a couple a day, then start mm -hmm. focusing on your prospects. Any prospects that you haven't had communication with in more than a month or two, start working your way through that. And so just a couple a day, you know, until you get through that really busy stretch. Because the other thing is we all go through busy stretches, but they're not generally busy stretches that stretch on for, you know, months on end or, you know. Right. And, and I mean, if you're in that position, well done, hire an right. assistant and get them to do the marketing for you, you're obviously right. making bank and, and you can afford it. But for most of us, I think we just allow it to become an excuse to cut out that thing that we don't enjoy doing, which is the marketing. That's, I like I said, when I got very spoiled starting out early on and having the agents and um, really putting back burner, not even thinking about these aspects. And then I had about a 10-year period where I was working constantly and did really well at Disney, things like that. Yep. But then, you know, clients start to go away. And, you know, like they shut down the network in Asia. Yep. You know, everything went streaming. So, yep. okay, 14 years of me working for Disney, gone yep. like that. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, now what? You know, here I was like, you, you know, you get comfortable and you're like, oh, yeah, another job's coming, another job's coming. COVID hits. I was doing tons of automotive. That crashed to that. Yep. Um, retail, a lot of retail. I'm still with some of my clients that are struggling to, you know, get things back up and running so they can do some advertising. They have so much product yep. that they you know, have zero, re they have no too many customers and too little product. Yep. So, you know, those types of things happen in life and you don't realize it. And the next thing you know, you're like, okay, I got to get off my ass. That's, I got to go market. I mean, I, I did a talk <laughs> before COVID hit uh, 2019. I did a bunch of conferences and I did a talk called the five essential goals for your voiceover business and the one word that will kill it all. And the one word that will kill it all is complacency. And that's mm. exactly what you're talking about, right? It, it's when you <laughs> get to that point when you, you are busy, work is coming in consistently, yes. you get comfortable. And in that comfort, you become complacent. But yes, look, I mean, to, to use the classic <laughs> farmer analogy, if the farmer doesn't plant new seeds every spring, it's not like there's going to be a new field full of corn just popping up spontaneously every fall. Like you have to keep yeah. going, right? You have to consistently go in. Now, that being said, there's a difference between growing a business and maintaining a business. And so that's where, you know, I might tell somebody that's starting uh, starting out and, and trying to grow their voiceover business, you know, you got to be contacting 50 or 100 people every week, depending on what you're trying to grow to. Somebody right. that's got a wow. well-established business 
I might say you've got to be contacting, you know, 10 or 20 people a week. And so it's it's mm-hmm. not like you got to have the same numbers, but you've still always got to have something. I mean, I had my most lucrative e-learning client, which was a, a healthy five figures every year, go away in the fall because like everybody else, their stock price went through the toilet and they mm-hmm. had to make decisions and they had to make cutbacks and they did not want to bring their e-learning in-house, but it was something that they didn't have a choice because of they the financial situation that they were in. Now, are they gone forever? I don't know. But if I wasn't always bringing some new people into the mix, that would have hurt a lot worse, right? Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in a, in a position where you lose a, a five-figure-a-year client and you got nothing else coming up behind them. Right. Right. That's a scary position to be in when you've got a wife and, and three kids and a, and a mortgage to pay for. Mortgage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the continual, you know, I'm talking to, you know, Brian Lee? I don't. Do you I know don't, him? I don't think I do. Okay. So he's a very good, one of my best friends. And I've known him since Fort Myers days in Florida um, back in 94. But he is probably one of the top promo guys in the country. Okay. And he's been one of the top promo guys for like 20 years. Yep. I mean, you, you would hear him and you'd know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, like, he, he, we just had him on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And he was basically saying that his money, it's the contractual clients, the monthlies that keep him going. Yep. That's where the money is. And for him, he focuses on news yep. because you're always going to need news. Yep. You know, everyone's going to need it. And so for him, he makes sure he has his contracts. He makes sure he has, he maintains those relationships because other than, you know, the rest of us, we go for this job here, that job there, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you're hoping you're going to get a, you know, something's going to be long-term, but that's not a. Nobody, nobody wants to hear this. And I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize completely, but the reality is that most voice actors are pursuing sexy credits. Right. (laughs) So we're pursuing those big national gigs because they give us, you know, Fortune 500 company names to put on our website. And it's a big, sexy credit that we can tell everybody about. And, hey, listen for my spot on such and such or whatever. And right. Nothing wrong with that. That's what a lot of people are going after. It's that or it's, you know, triple A video games. And everybody wants to be the voice on the next Blizzard game or whatever. I'm not a gamer. I don't know. But, you know, those are the types of things that they go after. I, I recently... Uh, I went across the border in November is the first time that I crossed the border since 2019 because of COVID (laughs) and all the restrictions and everything. Right. So I crossed the border from Ontario into Michigan and the, the border agent says to me, you know, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a voice actor. And he said, what have I heard you on? And I said, nothing. And he kind of looks at me and I'm like, (laughs) unless you are doing internal employee training for such and such a company, I'm like, I'm sorry, you probably never heard. Right. And it's completely humiliating for me to have to do that. But at the same time, all of that unsexy, non-broadcast corporate work that's bringing me six figures a year and paying my mortgage and putting money into my retirement account and making sure my kids are going to be able to go to college, like... Keep pursuing your credits. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. But the money, if you want to make the money consistently, yep. you have to look at some of those other things where there's more consistent work because you might land one national campaign in a year or you might be an incredibly gifted, you know, exceptional talent who's exactly the it voice for 2023. And maybe you land three or four national campaigns, yeah. but next year you might not land one. 
No. And if all you're doing is mm -hmm. pursuing national to national to national, there's a big void in between where you're not working and you're not recording. And for me, that's what gets filled with all of that unsexy stuff that nobody wants to talk about because it's not sexy. I don't know. Paying that's my mortgage, that is sexy. That's that that's that does it for me. I have a physical studio here. So we have a, it's a production studio. So I have students that physically come here to learn. Yep. And the first thing I will say 70% of the time, I want to do animation. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I'm not your person to learn that. Yep. Uh, secondly, you need to go to acting school. You need to, you know, it's, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. I said, if you want to learn how to do the boring stuff that actually makes you money, yep. I can help you with that. Yep. But it's like suddenly, oh, corporate video. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like that, you know, come on. But that it is. There's that sexy, that sexy attitude of like, I want to be the voice of something. I want to be a cartoon. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh. <laughs> yep. But I mean, but it's, that, it's a perspective thing too, right? I mean. You know, I, for me, I'm more interested in making sure that my bills get paid and my retirement fund gets built. I don't mm. care. I, I If I never go on Facebook and, and have the ability to say, I just booked a national for such and such or whatever, my career is not going to feel any less to me. Like, right. I don't it, I don't <laughs> give a flying fart about credits. I, I care about bills yeah. paid and money in the bank. Yeah, me too. My, my reward is getting paid. Yep. <laughs> you know, and that's about it. All right. So random question for you. If you, okay. What do you think is the best app you use like for business? The, that is the most affordable, but gives you the best return on your investment. Wave. Uh, I would say wave. My account. Is that bookkeeping? Yeah. It's okay. bookkeeping invoicing. Uh, my accountant turned me on to wave probably about five years ago now, maybe, maybe even longer. Um, and he said, uh, he said, use this. It's going to make life easier for both of us. I'm like, all right, whatever. So it's free. So it doesn't get much more oh, affordable there you than go. that. That's affordable. And, mm -hmm. and I think that it will probably always be free because they have other monetization strategies built into their, to their system. Mm. So mm -hmm. the basics, there's no need for them to monetize that because they, they sell support packages. They sell payroll packages, uh, you know, they do credit card processing, so they get a cut off of credit card processing, right? So they gotcha. always, so they've got monetization strategies built in. So the basic bookkeeping, so I can go in and I can send invoices, um, clients can click a button in those invoices and pay via credit card, and I can put all of my other expenses, you know, my, my electric bill, my internet bill, my cell phone bill, whatever, I can put all of my expenses and everything into the, uh, into the accounting portion of it. And then at the end of the year, my accountant clicks a link and has everything he needs to do my taxes and it's free yeah, that's the best and it's part. easy and it's beautiful. And it's really easy for me to know at any given time, I can tell you exactly how much I've earned. I can tell you exactly how much has gone out. I can tell you what genres are making me the most money or what clients are my best clients or yeah. what my biggest expenses are. Right. So I can know my numbers, which I think is really, really important to be able to know your numbers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few apps that I don't think I could run my business without, but that's probably been one of the, the biggest game changers for me. And like I said, it's free. I'm afraid to leave QuickBooks. I think they've got me like with this this shadow over me and they keep raising the prices, which is insane. Yeah, you should try but, free. Yeah, <laughs> try free with wa wa Wave or Wave? Wave, WaveApps.com. Wave it's W-A-V-E-A-P-P-S, WaveApps.com. Yeah, I'll check it out and see what they say. Uh, okay, here's another question for you. Um, what's the most expensive piece of equipment you have in your studio? That U87 oh. probably is, is the most expensive. 
nice. that 416 is probably the uh, the second most expensive. Number two. Actually, no, my MacBook, my, my iMac that's out in the other, it's out in the office area. That might be the second most expensive, but. The second, okay, good, good. Um, and if, God forbid, you know, your studio set fire, and this is not including family or anybody that means anything to you, what are the three things that you would grab? What would I grab out of my studio? Yeah. I would I would grab my U87 because I could probably never <laughs> afford my, another one of those ever again. I would I would risk my life probably for that. And I was a firefighter for 17 years, so I have a level of oh, training wow. that allows me to do that with reduced risk. Uh, but I would I would say I would grab my U87. Uh, I would grab my iMac, and I have an external hard drive that has all of my recordings going back a decade, and so I would probably try to get a hold of that as well. Everything else okay. is, you know, whatever, replaceable. Yeah, but, is BS. Yeah. All right. Well, those those are very uh, responsible answers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't have a lot well, of, like, <laughs> tchotchke stuff or, you know, I no, you know what? There's, there is a – I do have a signed baseball bat, a signed Red Sox baseball bat. So maybe I could sacrifice the iMac for the baseball bat because the iMac oh. is backed up to the cloud. So I wouldn't lose the data. So that that's – the U87, the signed baseball bat, and 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 the external hard drive. Those would be the three That's things. That's solid. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> Very nice. Well, this is great. Thank you so much for joining me yeah, today. Absolutely. Um, it's great to get to know you and hear about your history. I was really – oh, here's my final question. I keep telling you I'm going to give you a final question, but this is it. How the heck – because you have your family, you do voiceovers, and you do the coaching. How the heck do you balance all of this? Uh, some days – better than others <laughs> yeah i mean do you like the night before plan out and say this is what i'm gonna do tomorrow and I, do you time block do you do anything fancy or do you just i roll think with it? probably one of the best things that i ever did was when i implemented calendly um mm. and and if you if you're not using calendly I, I, you know for most voice actors i, I think you're missing out but the, what's beautiful about calendly is i gained back i figure i gained back at least two hours a week from Calendly just because I'm not going back and forth with people trying to schedule things, you, you know, those... so they're booking you, they're yeah. finding a slot. So, they can so it's not you. like, Hey, can you do this date? Nope. Okay. Another email. What about this date? Mm -hmm. Nope. Can't do that one. Okay. Here's three more options. Nope. Can't do that. And so it's all the back and forth emails are gone. So, but what do you think so... about like, what's the percentage of live sessions that you do now? So I, I don't do a lot of live directed sessions, but where Calendly comes yeah. in for me is because people can book on my calendar up to two months in advance, I've always got a pretty good overview of what my coming weeks are going to look like. And so okay. once I get some of those priority things filled in, coaching sessions, directed sessions, whatever, that shows me where all the empty blocks are in my calendar that allows me to, to kind of fill in with all the other things that I have to do. But then I also, like, for example, you can't book me for <clears throat> coaching before 11 a.m., because that gives me a couple hours in the morning to get done things that I need to get done. And sure. you can, like, I cannot be booked on Tuesdays. Like, Tuesdays, that's my day that I leave to do whatever I need to do to get ahead on my podcast or, uh, you know, do a big job that's that I've got to get done or if I'm working on a new course or oh, whatever. Interesting. So okay, Tuesday cool. is just never available for anybody to book for, for anything. Um, you can't book me after... Uh, generally after three o'clock in the afternoon. And so same thing, right? I can, I can get some stuff done in the morning. Then I can fit in coaching sessions and all that sort of stuff during the day. And then after three o'clock in the afternoon, I can wrap up the day. If there's any other session, you know, recording jobs that have come in during the day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of work on, on that sort of a basis, but then 
Um, I also, I'm way planned out. Like I've, I've already, yep. I'm working on stuff for the end of the year already. Like I, I'm always thinking ahead for particularly when it comes to the coaching side of things, you know, what webinar am I going to do? What, what am I, you know, what is my next three months oh, of my so podcast just, look like and all that great. sort of stuff. I did not always used to be that way and, and I still struggle with it, but it's mm-hmm. been a huge difference maker because if I can plot out several months in advance, I give myself a little bit more time to get things done. Now that does not mean like my last webinar that I did, I finished building it about an hour before I went live to teach it. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, All right. So sometimes that still happens. <laughs> I, nine out of 10 times, if I have a, a new course that I'm putting up for sale, it's for sale before it's been, been built, um, which, which actually <laughs> creates accountability for me to make sure right. that, that I, that I get it done. Um, but generally I, I've mm-hmm. at least got a, a roadmap of what I want it to look like or the main points that I want to cover off or whatever. And maybe I just need to finish building out slides and stuff like that. But so I would say, I mean, I guess that is to a degree that's time blocking, right? Keeping my mornings free to do some things, keeping yeah. my afternoons mm-hmm. free to do some things, fitting coaching in where I can. Uh, it, but it, it, it does get tough though. Like there are days. So because I've been sick, um, the first two weeks of January, I couldn't do anything because I couldn't talk at all. And so oh when you lose two Nightmare. weeks of pre-scheduled eight-hour days, yeah, uh, that's two yeah. weeks of pre-scheduled eight-hour days that you have to get put back into the calendar. Your schedule. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there there were, you know, the last couple of weeks of January, I was working sometimes until 10 o'clock at night because I just, I need to get everything fit back in again. And it's not my favorite thing to do, but, you know, you right. got to do what you got to do to make up for it. Thankfully, I mean, I'm sick again now. But not nearly as bad as I was in January. I'm like, please, Lord, don't let me lose my voice yeah. again. Like I, I mean, you can speak. Yeah, you I sound can like speak. You, you sound I, good I, I, from I, here. I've only, I canceled some stuff yesterday. I was pretty rough yesterday. But, you know, at least I don't have like two weeks of dates to make up again yeah. or whatever. But uh, that's that's the big thing is I think being able to block, planning, block out. Planning ahead. so far ahead. That's impressive. See, that's, I'm not, that is, I'm not with that at all. I'm, I go literally, literally by inspiration. I'm like, Oh, I want to do this for the podcast. Oh, I want to do this for the workout. Um, and I know I need to be more organized with it, but it's just like, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning with the ideas and I'm on my phone and going into do this to doist And I'm like typing in all my stuff. Uh, but getting, you know, saying, okay, this, a half hour here. I think that will work for me <laughs> to try to get uh, a little more organized. I still have a lot up. of wake ups at 4 a.m. with inspiration <laughs> for ideas. And those things are getting written into right? my notes and stuff like that. But one of the things yeah. that I started doing a number of years ago, which has been really big for me, is my, my wife's family is in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, which is about eight hours away from us. And so when we go to visit family, grandma's got a two bedroom house and it's way too small. And so I stay <laughs> at a hotel. And yeah. the the advantage to that is during the day I am in a hotel by myself where there's nothing for me to do except focus on whatever I want to focus on. And so, uh, you know, people make fun of me because I post pictures on social media of me in a hotel room with a big flip chart. Like I literally travel with a big giant paper flip chart and I do really? I do hundred <laughs> percent. And, and I take How that. How big is this thing? I don't, like, I mean, it stand on a, on the easel. It stands as tall as me. Right. It's like it's a big, oh my God. Yeah, it's big I mean, it all collapses, <laughs> collapses down or whatever, but it, in, it but it opens up pretty big. But I travel with that thing and that we usually go up between uh, we usually go up just after Christmas and we're there for about a week and a half or whatever. And lots of times I will spend that week mapping out as much of my year as possible, like big stuff like, OK, wow, I'm going to do. 
uh, you know, I want to do a, a four webinar, four premium webinars a year. And so those are going to get dropped in here, here, and here. And I want to do th uh, four free webinars a year. And they're going to get dropped in here, here, and here. And, uh, you know, Playbook comes out in January and April and September. And so I write that in. And I'm scheduled for VO Atlanta. And uh, Val Kelly's asked me about doing Mavo. And so I can drop all of those things in. And before long, I've, I've got a pretty good overview of, of what mm -hmm. the bigger things in my year are going to look like in, you know, at the end of December. I've already got kind of a plan That's now smart. that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that i know exactly what each one of those webinars is going to be at the end of december but at least i, I know in february you put it on the in mm -hmm. may in whatever right there's going to be webinar and so i can start so then when those random 4 a.m ideas hit me of oh i should do a webinar about this i've got a time slot already scheduled where i can drop that in and know this is where that's going to happen you're very smart, Mark. You're very smart. Let me I mean, tell it you. sounds is... good in theory. Like I said, it doesn't always get practiced quite to the degree that I would like, but at least the plan is there and the effort gets put forward to try and make it happen. Because otherwise, there's no way. There's there's no just, way that I could keep up with it all. I see all the content you put out and you go on the podcast and you're, you know, you a lot of people have heard from you and know you. And I look and I'm like, how is this guy freaking doing this? You're like my hero with the time management. So... As as we as you say that, I'll I'll bring myself down a notch for you. Uh, it's Tuesday afternoon when when we're we're sitting here. My podcast comes out every Thursday. A new episode comes out. I do not have Thursday's episode done yet. It will yeah. it will probably get done tomorrow. Probably tomorrow night. So Wednesday night. I, yeah. Now I have a map of topics that I want to talk right. about. But because I was sick for the first couple of weeks in January and I was sick a couple of weeks in December, I fell behind, right? Usually mm -hmm. I try to keep my podcast about three, three weeks ahead, three, four weeks ahead. I, I've lost all of that because of being sick. So, so as production wise, you probably work with a template, you set something up and then you yeah. fill with content. And, and so now because of that, now I'm, I am not ahead. And so, you know, <laughs> Wednesday night, I will be in the booth recording an episode that will, you know, go live on Thursday morning. Nobody will ever know. They'll be like, wow, I just don't understand how this guy does all of it. Well, let me tell you this week, I'm going to do it by staying up late on Wednesday night and recording and editing and, you know, getting an episode dropped in. And, and you know, so look, sometimes that stuff still happens and that's okay, but... You are human. You are human. Yeah, as much as I can plan ahead <laughs> for things, I, you yeah. know, I, I certainly do try because I, I don't like... Once upon a time, I didn't mind being under the pressure crunch quite as much, but, you know, now I like to sleep more than I did yeah. in my 20s. You and me so... Both. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I need I to sleep I more than I did when I was yes. in my 20s. Yeah. With so much responsibility, too, it's just better to be yeah. organized and everything. Well, you've inspired me now. Now I have things I want to go do. I'll tell you, one of the best things that you can do from a podcasting standpoint is is uh, I have a I have a, an Excel spreadsheet that is mapped out for the entire year. Episode numbers, episode air dates, and then a guest and topic block. And... My commitment to myself since last year, because I've always recorded my podcast, like my, it's always been like the last minute. And so I started doing this in the second half of, of last year. Uh, and, and that was to always be no less than a month ahead for topics and guests, but always mm -hmm. trying to be at least a quarter ahead. And okay. that takes so much pressure off. It really does. Oh, it takes so much pressure off. 
And the one of the ways that I have gone about doing that is by using themes. So for example, at the end of the year last year, I did my online casting series. So I come mm. up with the theme of online casting, but from that theme, I think I was able to get six or seven different episodes and interviews that all tied back to the theme of online casting. Oh, so wow. rather than having to try to come up with a new idea and a new episode every week, if I can come up mm -hmm. with a theme, you know, uh, this this theme, the first theme is going to be online casting. Maybe the next theme is going to be, uh, I don't know, producers. Maybe the next theme is bringing in people, influential people, you know, from different genres or whatever. But you mm -hmm. find some themes, those themes gotcha. that allow you to break down into more individual episodes. But that makes it so much easier to get ahead. But from a podcaster... Always try to be at least a quarter ahead with your ideas and try to be a month ahead with your episodes. That way, when things happen, like you get sick or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. you're not things just shutting happen. the show down, right? Right, right. Very good advice, especially for me. Thank you. And <laughs> being a podcaster. Well, I appreciate you joining me, Mark. It was really, really nice uh, virtually meeting you. Yeah. And very thank you, too, for... Including me with your gifts of Christmas, I was. Uh, I'm going to be working with one student who, who actually won a lesson with us. That and is that's fun. That is always fun. That's something that people make fun of me, but that starts getting organized in July. Really? In order to pull that together, <laughs> I mean, what did we end up giving away? Like something like nineteen thousand dollars in prizes. It was insane. Like that. Insane. That doesn't happen on a whim, no. right? And so. That's, That's one of those thing things that starts happening in July. I start kind of mapping out who I'd like to talk to uh, and then start building out a list. And I, I start sending out emails probably late September, early October to start collecting. And, and now it's getting to a point where people are reaching out to me, you know, like the day after the contest saying, can I get in for next year or whatever? But, yeah, you know, things like that. I mean, if I was not organized to some degree, stuff like that 12 voice over Christmas happen. would never happen. Well, I know I want to be a part of it in whatever way you have open for next, uh, for this coming, coming. It's already 2023. So I, please keep, I keep will put on. you on the list. <laughs> Yay. So you have a couple, you have two websites, right? You've got your Mark Scott voiceover and then Mark Scott coaching. Yeah. Uh, I, because I'm a glutton for punishment and I'm not smart enough to put them all together in one central <laughs> hub. Uh, yeah, there's, there's Mark Scott voiceover for the voiceover, markscottcoaching.com for the coaching and then vopreneur.com for the podcast. Uh, oh. Again, because I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I'm the marketing guy, but sometimes you can't see what's right in front of your face. And so you screw up your own business. And so I wasn't smart enough to put all three of them into one central hub. So now I get to maintain three different websites. So that was. OK, <laughs> well, that makes sense because, yeah, I wasn't too familiar with the VOpreneur. Um, I, I, the, the rest I knew. So, um, OK, well, this is good to know. Yep. But thank you again. It was great meeting you. Yeah, and um, yeah. That wraps it up for another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. We have a limited amount of workouts happening. Uh, join Alyssa and I uh, to coach you for two hours. Very affordably, 65 bucks. You get two coaches, and it's only uh, limited to six people. So you get a lot of attention uh, for the workouts. And, um, yeah, we'll see you again real soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.